0: Well, hello. I am Matt Williamson. After further review, even a better win. I mean, Steelers are in good shape, and this podcast is just going to be a hodgepodge of all different notes. You know, more research. Again, the last time I talked to you, kick the basically the final whistle had just ended, and this is their best win of the year. I think it's their the best they've played all year. It's the most promising. Now, that doesn't mean that they're ready to win four out of six Super Bowls and have Hall of Famers left and right, but I I am encouraged, at least. So, again, there's not a lot of rhyme and reason to the order of this. I just have notes after notes after notes. I don't think they'll be repetitive, but here we go. Early in this game, clearly, first off, we know nobody's worse in the league with their, quote, scripted plays, their first 15. it's it's not even close. I mean, they're by far the worst up until this game and I'll look into it, you know, where they're at after this game, but early on, I mean, very early on, clearly they wanted to get Najee the ball, you know, swing pass, a lot of runs to the left, you know, behind Slamalu, who I think is really turning into a quality guard for the Steelers. After a little bit of a rough start, kind of reminds me of James Daniels a little last year in that regard, but he's picking up, four six you know five six you know that type of thing and then in the second quarter he only got one touch you know like i understand that there's game script involved and things like that but that was one criticism was it wasn't phenomenal they but he was running and getting chunks much like second half of last year i mean he wasn't getting stopped for no gains he wasn't ripping off 20 yarders but he was getting consistent yardage And then just one touch in the second quarter. I just want to throw that out there. And these aren't all going to be negative, that's for sure. So, along those lines, as we mentioned yesterday, they were three out of three in the red zone. Three three rushing touchdowns. First rushing touchdowns of the year. But what I saw today after really watching, and then I went back and found the numbers on Pro Football Focus. In those situations in the red zone… They were successful on those rushing plays against very, very heavy box counts. You know, so just want to throw that out there that, you know, th- there was not a lot of room to run and they still against heavy box counts did a very nice job. I also wanted to commend more, but not enough. Well, I need to watch you all 22 on that. More in-breaking routes. There's no doubt after that. And yards after the catch is becoming what I think is a staple of this offense. Why I hesitated was I think there was more there than, and Kenny turned them down, to be honest with you, in-breakers, middle of the field stuff, because his targets between the numbers were still very low. But I did see a lot more in-breaking route concepts and routes that led to yards after catch. So give Canada some credit on that. How about this? Kenny was seven of seven in the fourth quarter. Is this just who this dude is? You know, I mean, over the last two weeks, if you combine the Steelers scoring over the last two weeks, they've scored 28 points in the fourth quarter of play. In the other three quarters combined, they've scored 13 points. Like, is this just who Pickett is? Is he going to be a roller coaster his whole career? Is this just Kenny, you know, Kenny stuff or what? So 18 starts for Pickett. He has seven game winning drives and five fourth quarter comebacks. He's 11 and seven as a starting quarterback. Is he perfect? Not even close. But some of these things aren't accidents and get to be Pretty repetitive and pretty much, you know, not fluky. And if you haven't realized, in the Steelers' last 15 games, Kenny aside, they're 11-4. and four. <laughs> We're all calling for, not we, a lot of people are calling for coaches' heads and all that. And, hey, I understand where you're coming from, but they've won 11 out of their last 15 times they've walked on an NFL field. I mean, I'm not including the preseason here, of course. So we talked about the fourth quarter stuff. In the fourth quarter, the Rams ran eight plays, 25 yards on those eight plays in the fourth quarter. Steelers ran 25 plays in the fourth quarter for 182 yards. Now, there's definitely a mentality, a physicality, a wearing a team down where this fourth quarter stuff derives itself. And... Give Tomlin credit for that. I mean, the tough mindedness, the physicality, you know, that kind of stuff is real. They had five drives in the second half. The Steelers, three of them were touchdowns. Pretty good. Um, I thought, too, I, I meant this to I meant to talk about this more during the week. I talked about it here and there, but McVay and the this Rams team was really known The opposite of the Steelers, fast start Rams offense. And they were the better team early on and they moved the football and they did good things. But then they kind of wore out, you know, I mean, just total opposite. They're coming into this game. The the Rams are fast start, scripted, kill you, boom, 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 get a lead. Steelers are the opposite. And then the game kind of played out that way. All right, I got a ton more here. Let's take a quick break. I need a little sip of water. I'll be back in a minute. Again, recording this, I have not yet watched the All-22. I will very soon. I thought the offensive line was quite strong overall. Dan Moore was easy to rip at, and I would have started Jones. I'm on record. I'm not going to change that. Played well. I mentioned Siamalu. The left side of the line seems like where they prefer to run when they need it. You know, these Kenny sneaks are to that side. So I thought the the O-line played very strong. And... It's extremely noteworthy that Aaron Donald didn't wreck this game. I mean, they had two big people on him all the time and they stuck with it well. So commendable on that. This is a little snippet I got out of Dale's article, though the final stats show they had just 86 yards on 29 carries for an average of three yards per attempt. Realize that Pickett had eight carries for zero yards, he had four kneel downs, which count in the stats. So he obviously had none of those. And he had three quarterback sneaks that don't, you know, in one of which he scored a touchdown. So Kenny had eight carries for no yards, seven of which I guess did their job. So that's going to kill your yards per attempt. You know what I mean? So Harris had 14 for 53. Warren had six for 32. So those two had 20 for 85. I think you take that. I mean, that's more than four a clip. And, you know, I thought it was reasonably successful overall. 20 for 85, I think you'll take that ratio. Stafford, while I've been critical of the secondary and won't take that back, and they had some down moments as well, still only completed 48% of his passes. I think you'll take that. Another thing Dale mentioned, and I have some things to back it up, is I I mentioned before, neutralize is a big word, but they limited Donald. It's very clear to me that the game plan must have been drilled in from the second they started practicing. Don't let Donald and Cup beat you. Don't let Donald and Cup beat you. Don't let Donald and Cup beat you. So the way Dale phrased something here was every time the Rams ran the ball, even when they were getting positive yards, it was like a win for the Steelers. It was one fewer time they would test the Steelers with cup, and I tend to agree with that. And I'm, I'll find it. I'm gonna scroll down and remember that. I'll get back to it because I, I should have laid this out a little better in terms of the, the the outline that I was gonna chat with you guys. But anyways, so we know. Oh, Here we go. I found it. So told you guys coming into this game, the Rams have a very, very high number of rushing attempts in their wins, very low number of rushing attempts in their losses, but they end up throwing the ball 29, running at 31 in a game they lost. So they made them kind of play left-handed, and this is what I was looking for. They pl- The Steelers played very light boxes on early downs. They wanted them to run. There's no question. I mean, if you rewatch the game with that in mind, that's 100% the game plan. That's coaching. That's preparation. And it worked. Uh, This was the next gen stat of the game. Deontay Johnson caught five passes for 79 yards on six targets, posting his highest receiving yards over expected total of the time he spent with Kenny Pickett, the second highest mark of his career. What that means is if you run the exact same routes he did and on same down distances, he should have ended up with 23 fewer yards than he did. So he was plus 23. Take that what you want, but whatever. NFL research from NFL.com. This is pretty crazy. TJ Watt joined Lawrence Taylor as the only player since 1982 when sacks were first tracked with 70 plus sacks and seven plus interceptions over their first seven seasons. How about that? I mean, I think that's an astronomical number. Steers offense was much better moving the sticks on first and second downs with a much better early down success rate. Something we've talked about leading up the games. I've been very critical of. They don't get first downs on first and second down. Much better about that, too. And the Rams early down success rate. Well below average. Here's some snap count stuff from the offensive skill position players. Cooper Cup played 68 to 68. Nakua played 63 of 68. Atwell played 50 of 68. So they did play more 12 than originally guessed. Than they usually do, at least. Higby played 61 of 68. And their backup tight end, Davis Allen, played 13. Their running backs split carries 39 to 29 in Henderson's favor over Freeman. The Steelers running backs split carries third or split snap counts 33 to 28 in Najee's favor out of a possible 58 snaps. Connor Hayward played 50 out of 58 snaps. Major role in this game. Washington played 31 of 58, and Rodney Williams was out there for 11. More on these guys in a minute. Pickens was out there for 52, Johnson for 39, Robinson for 37, which Austin for 7. But you guys know, I won Austin, more Austin, less Robinson. But I think to some slight degree, Johnson was on a bit of a pitch count. He only played 39 out of 58 snaps, so I'm sure he was pulling himself out of games. And Robinson would have been his direct replacement. So I kind of get it for this one. But Austin got one carry, zero targets. He's only out there seven snaps, but you get my picture. Washington was out there 31 snaps, zero targets yet again. How about this? Pickens averaged 3.8 yards per route run and Johnson was at three two. If you're over two yards per route run, especially for the season, you're killing it. You know, 3.8, 3.2. Robinson was at 0.47. I mean, that's just who he is. Nakua was at 5.1. But Cup was under one, 0.91. Which I'm sure if you told the Steeler statisticians or whatever, we'll keep Cup to under a yard per route run. I like our chances of winning this thing. Um, Here's a couple other nuggets, small little nuggets about the skill position dudes. Deontay played all 31 snaps in 11 personnel, but only eight of the possible 21 when they were in 12 personnel. So I think that's how they just kind of limited his snaps a little bit was just had him out there in three wide, not when they had two tight ends on the field. Allen Robinson took most of the, of the other snaps in 12, the Steelers passed in on seven of eight plays with Johnson on the field And three of 12 plays with Robinson on the field. So, Hayward, he played 25 of a possible 31 when they were in 11. So, they didn't have a big blocking tight end out there with three receivers on the field. They had Hayward. Washington only took six snaps out of 11, and they were all run plays. Warning sign, warning sign. Don't let the upcoming opponent know that, that Washington in 11 probably means run. Keep it quiet. Keep it under your hat. Anyway, Rodney Williams um, took some snaps from Hayward and Washington in 12. And he also was out there to let the Steelers run six plays of 13 personnel, three tight ends on the field, something they've been very reluctant to do this year. So I think their tight end usage tells you a lot about, you know, what they think of these guys and making a couple changes out of the out of the buy. Um, that's a wrap for today. A lot of good information there. Over now.